0: This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations.
1: Hi, welcome to another episode. Sensei Michelle here with the Wildcat Dojo Conversation. I'm Sensei Jackie.
2: And I'm Landon.
1: And today our guest is Sensei Jay. We are so glad to have you. Thank you.
0: My pleasure to be here.
1: Sensei Jay had this great idea to talk about what happens in the off chance of a real life confrontation. Different kinds of fighters, what you should remember to do, how you should comport yourself or carry yourself. I just like the whole thing, and I'm really excited to dive in, aren't you guys? Oh, yes. Yes,
2: I'm very excited.
1: Before we begin, I think it's important to say although the rules aren't different, we know that the teenagers at the high school and even at the middle school level face a lot of circumstances that the adult world doesn't face in the same way, things including social media. And that the teenager is actually still testing himself against himself. Not to mention peer pressure. And of course, how fights escalate into things like drive-bys and stabbings. So if you're out there and you work in that field and you would be willing to come on and talk to us, we would love to have you. We definitely need somebody to talk about the teenage years as opposed to the adult years, which is what Sensei J is going to talk about. Absolutely. Us. Okay, back on track. So do you have some way you want to start out?
0: Yes. First of all, i like to say do whatever you can to keep from physically fighting. Certainly there are winners and losers in a fight, but everybody ends up hurting, so it's, it's not a good place to go.
1: Okay. Are we all in agreement that the, the absolutely best thing is to not get in a fight?
0: Yes. 100% agree. Oh, yes. First, I, I like to start with the types of fighters, or let's say aggressive or confrontational people that I've seen in my life, I've experienced, and it's pretty common. I'll start with a number one, the person who wants to get right up in your face, yells or talks very loud, and often their hands are by their side. How unfortunate for them, but that is, that's a reality.
1: Hey, and can I stop you there to, to jump back to our training and we'll go into something that people should do. Master Collegian used to fiddle with his pen, like you write with, in his shirt pocket to keep his hands up by his face. And he would show us again and again how he would use that as a beginning striking point when it looked really innocent. Another way is to put your hands together in like an almost prayer pose where your hands are just touching each other and you're rubbing them together just very innocently. Almost like you're wringing your hands together. Almost. And that keeps them up where you can use them.
0: Uh, You know, another one is your hand under your chin. Yeah. And you want them to look not offensive at all. You you actually want it to, if you can, to portray some weakness and timidness on your part.
1: You're saying in yourself. In yourself. Yeah, you want your hands to seem innocent or non-aggressive.
0: Which is what it Master
1: is- Collegiate showed and taught and what you're saying. And every- Landon, we're all on the same page here. Plus.
0: Plus, secondly, in that position, your hands are at the ready. Exactly. They're close to, uh, you know, if you have to strike.
1: Okay. You know, that's really interesting about keeping the hands up. And that's really interesting about that yelly kind of fighter. In my research, I found that is not the most dangerous. The more quiet, the more dangerous. Is that what your history has also
0: told you? I agree with that 100%, and and I relate it this way. A barking dog seldom will bite you. A growling dog, maybe. A snarling, or very quiet dog who just stands his ground and looks at you, you're probably going to get bitten. And and it's it's the same, I think, with people.
1: That's very interesting. I agree. That is so cool. Okay, what other kind of fighters do you have on your list,
0: CJ? Number two, I have... The one who stands back from you, and of course, being boisterous and chest out, and they're very rigid, and he's motioning you to come on, and most likely saying, you want some of me? And of course, your answer is no. (laughs) And, and, And to me, this is probably the less aggressive of them. Number three I have is someone who charges you to either strike or encircle you. And take you to the ground. I've never had this done. It would be interesting, though, the up close chest bump, because also their hands are usually down at their side. Since Is
3: that I- another kind of fighter?
0: Is that a what? Mm-hmm. Another yeah. kind well, of fighter. From
1: his personal experience, okay. there's no definitive list, although, like I said, I did do research. And I want to jump in here and say um, the person who I read about was a man named Ryan Emerson Witten, and he was a bodyguard, and he Couldn't agree with everything that we're saying more. And almost everything he said agreed with what we teach in karate, which made me go humph because I don't consider a bodyguard necessarily a well-rounded person, but this person has a very well-rounded view to real fighting. He said, people who actually fight are like the quiet dog. They don't say much and then they just go. And the fight is over almost immediately because they know how to aim. They know how to get the job done. But they also are the last to actually come off that mark because they know that nothing's free, which is exactly what he wrote in there. And that's one of the things we say in karate all the time. There is going to be a price to pay for this, whether it's a broken arm, a black eye, a trip to jail, whatever it is. He made some notes about the two different kind of fighters as they come together. You know, the boisterous guy and the quiet guy and the chest bump guy and the talker. That'd be funny to watch. I
3: bet there's a lot of that in comedy in the movies. Right? I'd like to ask a question about the chest
0: bump guy.
3: Is it like uh, on the football field where they come up and just hit each other in the chest? You know, that's
0: where it must have come from. A neighbor of mine, guy that cuts lawns, he had a grown man do that to him.
3: For what I, purpose? I, I don't understand.
0: You know, I, I don't know. I, I would see that that's something that a great ape would do in the jungle. I can't... <laughs> I don't really see why people would do that. First of all, the guy has made himself so defenseless by doing that. And by
1: getting so close and keeping his hands down. And
0: his hands are down. We look for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that goes to what you are observing. Yes. Let's get into when you're observing the person who is becoming aggressive to you, right?
0: One of them I have is study the person or study your threat if you can. You're going to see some different personalities there. You're going to see someone who just maybe is really having a bad day. Or you're going to see someone who is really wild acting, wild eyes.
1: So I think here you're saying you want to watch for things like signs of drugs.
0: That's exactly what I'm saying. The alcohol or the drugs. The alcohol is going to slow the reactions.
1: And give us false sense of bravado.
0: Well, they become 10 foot tall and bulletproof. The same with drugs. The drugs, you have to be aware of a high level of strength on these people's part and a high tolerance to pain.
1: Exactly. Which
0: changes things dramatically. And also when you have someone that's on alcohol or drugs, it tells you right away, they're not listening to a word you have to say. So your effort in talking is useless. In my opinion, they are the ones
1: advice on a person who's on drugs or talking is your advice to back up slowly, like you would if it was a bear, for example. (laughs) I'm not making a joke. I'm saying that's the visual I'm getting. You know, with your hands, my hands are right up kind of in the, hey, let's, let's not do this kind of thing and create distance between the two of you.
0: I do because I think because they're lacking in judgment and they're already a little nervous and so forth, they are probably very easy to distract, say, hey, look over there. And it gives you a chance for escape. Uh, I, I mean,
3: so you're looking for a place where you can get out. In other words, when you're backing up, you don't want to back yourself into a corner. You're a looking, wall. you're looking
0: for an escape. And and you know, most likely, this person's not going to charge you. When you fight someone like this, you are really in a fight.
1: And we, there's been a lot on the news over the years. I mean, right now we're in a really very odd place because everybody around the world, it, we're recording this during the COVID nineteen pandemic. So everybody around the world is thinking of something else, but there has been in the news over the last years, lots of really high people making people's lives just really horrible. I agree. Okay. Okay. Landon, you have
2: anything on that? No, Sensei, I don't.
1: I'm going to say that Mr. Whitten, and I I know that there's a part of you, Jay, that likes to go, oh, I hate that answer. But the advice is from Mr. Whitten, from Master Collegian and from all of us, if they're saying, give me 20 bucks, give them 20 bucks and walk away from it. Don't make a big deal out of a thing that could cost you a limb or an eye or even in the most horrible situation, your life. I agree. It's annoying because they didn't earn the money and you did, but your life is so much more valuable than that.
0: I agree 100%. Again, like I said, when I started, do whatever you can so you don't have to fight and and, and don't lose sight of that. There's other opportunities besides your fist, which... Take those first. Use your fist as a last resort.
1: And you know, when I teach self-defense, I talk about how mankind is made with the fight and the flight response and I add negotiate in. So those are the three responses you have to a situation. And I take those three and I turn them into a recipe. First you talk, then you hit, then you get out of dodge. Negotiate, fight, and flight. Do not hang around.
2: us And I, I mean, since you say it, just in class with the little kids is you have four choices in school yeah. rather or in life rather than hitting and we've mentioned easy them before say, oh, it's very let's easy mention them again oh, so there's something that's very easy to be like oh i'm gonna think about that but then it's a really hard thing to do um and those four <laughs> things are walk away tell a trusted adult talk it over and ignore
1: Exactly. And those are, no matter what age person I say, I teach, this is what I say, this is what you have the choice of. You're going to pick between those to stay away from the physicality. Everybody is. And I don't always pick the same one. Different situations require different replies and responses.
2: Yes, Okay.
1: But now if we're in a situation where they absolutely will not use any of the civil responses, right? Sensei okay. Jay? All
0: right. Well, with that, I would like to say We can tell that that point's coming, that this is going to go down. Breathe, breathe, breathe.
1: And I'm going to interject. Mr. Witten agrees. And how many times have we said it on this podcast? So
2: many times.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Stay calm for a couple reasons. You're saving your energy and your calmness will. In my karate life, this has kept me from getting into a confrontation by someone on fire for whatever reason comes into the office and he just wants to kill somebody. He's mad. He's raging and he's calling me names. And and I, I could go into stories. But one case was I sat there and very calmly said, you know, I agree with you. Yes, I'm, I am that. And I'm really trying to work on it. And I kid you not, this guy went to a level and I stayed calm and agreed with him. He walked away scratching his head. It completely disarmed this guy. And I said, holy cow.
1: And it I know worked. it's not as physically dangerous, but I've used that same method with really angry parents. Yes. The fact that I agreed with them that I, Michelle, was in the wrong and that they were in the right and they dis- were completely disarmed. like They didn't even know how to go because they were disarmed. Like you <laughs> pulled
3: a fuse out from them.
0: Right. The-
1: and, that, and that is a skill. That is a skill of a strong person to be able to do that.
0: And a caveat to that is, in what you're going to do and not do, when I talk about being calm, if, you, if you've ever seen two people ready to fight, what happens? The out-of-control person will usually draw the other person to his emotional state. And now you have two screaming people at each other. One of them is going to strike first out of nothing else but fear. You be the calm one. It's hard to do. But it could be your opportunity for this thing not to go further.
2: Agreed. My mom always says, be the bigger person. Yes.
1: You know, you said it earlier, Landon. You just said it, Sensei J. And over and over again throughout this podcast, whenever we're talking about trying to develop your character, it is so easy to say it. it. And it is very hard to do it. So hard. You have to do the three things that we really, our mantra here are try it, forgive yourself. When you don't get it right, and try it again. That's it. <laughs> All right. What else you got there, Cynthia Jay, for I, us? I,
0: I would say a couple things. Beware if this person has accomplices. There's a buddy or two on the side wall, right? You've got to be, you have this threat right in front of you, but you cannot give up your surroundings.
1: Seeing the big picture.
0: Seeing the big picture. If it came to that and, and a couple buddies move in, you pick a place to stand your ground. You get against a wall. You don't stay where someone can circle you or come up and sucker punch you. That's very important in, in, in that scenario.
3: To that end, I had always learned to look for the person who is the leader, the big talker, and if you have to fight, fight that one first. Is that what you found? Since I have, I have. I have.
0: If you shut the mouth down, yes, you'll find out that the other guys, they really don't like that guy that much and they don't want any of it. They know now there's a real threat here and they probably will not jump in, but you're right. Take, take the lead guy out.
1: And can I add to that end? If you do feel like your life is like you live in a dangerous place and you have a lot of threats in your life, you need to get some training. You need to go somewhere where there's some training. You can't just wing it with YouTube.
0: That's it. No, the training, because of the physical aspect and, and the mental aspect, and, and I've told this story before, and it, it's not a long story, but years ago, if I was coming home and I needed to stop to get some bread and milk, and I pulled into a convenience store, and there was a carload of people there or some guys standing by the door who didn't you know, look very friendly, years ago, I would have said to heck with it and get in and get what I want. But after my training, there's no doubt I'll say, I don't need this milk and bread. Why do it? Get away from it. That's my opportunity besides being confrontational. It's hard to do, but that's the best thing to do.
3: Agree, even though it is hard on your ego. Yes. But it it looks to me, since AJ, that you're saying throughout this whole thing that once you have had training and you get a clarity in your brain, you don't go toward a problem, you go away from the problem.
0: No, because, you know, there's an old saying that there's no horse that can't be ridden and there's no cowboy who cannot be thrown off a horse. (laughs) So, you know, maybe you could beat some guys. There's a lot of guys can beat you. So there's nothing to prove here at all. And maybe
1: you mentioned that the one exception to that rule is when you see somebody who is, innocent being hurt. And we've also seen that on the news where somebody came to help a person, an older person or a child, and then they, themso- that person did live, but then they, they themselves were hurt or injured or killed. Yes, and it's heartbreaking. But that is a situation where you are the person who has to decide, am I going to step towards this because I feel for me, it's the right thing to do? Or am I going to call 911? What's going to be my reaction to that? And I know those are in your notes there.
0: Right. Because that is
1: the one exception. If it's just about you, it's one thing. But if it's about someone who's really innocent and just doesn't deserve it. Yeah.
0: There's no doubt. You have to You well, have to do something.
1: You have to. Have Sense- to. Sensei J at six to. foot and change and, you know, a real strong 180. <laughs> <laughs> but Landon, that is not a good choice for you. No. You're not set uh, for something. No. But your better choice is to use your phone and get some help. That's true. Take notes and know what everybody looks like. Get tag numbers. Video. Video. That's another good one. Not for the sport of it, but for the helping the person, because for you to step in is for you to just also get hurt because you are still in such a growing state of life. It's true. I wish it wasn't. I wish it was always right wins, but it's not always that way.
0: Uh, Also, I'd like to, to add, do not underestimate the fighting skills, the power of someone either by age or size expect the unexpected person reaches for their pocket now things are ratched up a degree you don't know what they're doing so be ready for anything and if it really comes down to it's going to happen if they cross your circle or cross your line you have to commit 100% there's no 50% there's no 25% you can't throw half a hand grenade it's got to be the whole thing and get it over with.
1: And we were trained, and Landon, this is how I train you guys. Don't be a person who says, if, then. If you come any closer, then I will. Just be a person who doesn't say a word and does it. Us. If they get closer, just do it. And know that there was no other choice at that point, even though we are going to do everything in our power to go the other way.
0: Right, and since I used to say something like this, We, in time, establish our own circle, Mm -hmm. where if you cross that circle, something has to be done. And it's the same thing as a line in the sand. You step over this, this is going to happen. Some of us have a very, very small circle. Some have a large circle. So it's a little bit different for everybody.
1: Okay. I looked up another thing, and I saw some notes from Mental Floss, and I want to play a little game here where I'm going to say these are the things they said you should do in a fight, and we're going to vote on whether we agree. Their number one is don't get in one. Of course. I voted for that one.
2: Ding, 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 (laughs) ding.
1: So we're all in agreement there. I am in agreement with number two. I prefer an elbow and a palm heel, a shin kick into the groin from a knuckle punch. Their view is knuckles break. That is also my view. So what is your view there, Sensei
0: Jay? What do I like? Yeah. I like a palm heel. Or I like a hammer fist, either to the jaw or the side of the head.
1: Nice. I like a punch, and this is. And how about you are also not a knuckle puncher? I,
3: <laughs> I don't know why she's laughing so hard. I don't know why I'm laughing either. It just came out of my mouth. funny. Do they have
0: sharp fork in the eye?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I am not a knuckle puncher.
1: And Landon, are you in agreement with elbows and palm heels?
2: Uh, Sensei, I like a I like a palm heel to the nose.
3: They say aim at soft spots, throats, groin, gut. If I don't have a weapon or a stick or something like that.
1: I am a proponent, I agree with that, of soft spots. I like the good throat strike. I'll even take a knuckle punch to the throat. I'm not a big gut hitter because I think the majority of people today are strong in that area, roundy round. But yeah, Master Clegian used to love the chest plate and the chest plate bony, so it's good for a weapon. But I love the soft tissue areas, the throat, the eyes, the nose, and the groin area. And Master Clegane used to say, and I know you brought this up in our conversation, Sensei Jay, bring blood first.
3: Meaning be the first person to bring blood Hit on your them body. in the
1: nose, they'll bleed, bleed, and it changes their attitude immediately.
0: It will change that person's attitude, or we talked earlier about the buddies over there. They don't want any of that.
1: But talk to me about the soft areas, Landon. You're in agreement?
2: Uh, sensei, I'm in agreement with that.
1: Now, in mental floss, they say bite. Ew. Oh, today, that's such a problem. <laughs> See, Ooh. it's a rock in a hard place. I would bite. I hate to tell you that, but when you are all wrapped up and there is nothing else to do, it is an attitude adjustment, even though there's
3: so much grossness involved here and so much danger to your personal to health. you, yes, because you don't know what you're biting into. Exactly. But I probably would bite also because I, if I need to, that's what I do. And they write right in there. They know it's not manly. Well. Oh.
0: It was good enough for Mike Tyson.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but he got in here. How do you feel about that one, Landon? The biting seems a little gross to me. (laughs) But I do think, even though it is (laughs) disgusting, I do think that in certain scenarios, it could be, be a player. It could be your only choice, is what we're
0: saying. Listen, if somebody's got you in a hold and you're pretty tied up, and there's an ear right in front of your mouth, go for it.
1: Or I'll, I'll tell you go, what else anywhere else, a thigh. A thigh is a place where you could get a bite on somebody, the arm. I think right in here. Is yeah, the, uh, that right that near the s- collarbone, that soft collar. tissue near the collarbone. I mean, there's some areas. I mean, I, I, even, no matter what, everybody's in agreement. Fighting is not a win win situation, it is a lose lose situation. You're going to hurt right. the next day. Everybody gets hurt. And according to Mental Floss, if the fight goes more than 20 or 30 seconds, everybody's going to the hospital. Master Collegian used to say, if it's not over in 30 seconds, there's some broken bones. So on that beautiful note, let's tell them where to send their fighting ideas to us, Landon.
2: Well, we are very techie, so you can uh, contact us in many ways using our website, wildcatdojo.com, on Facebook, Wildcat Dojo at our email, dojoconversations at aol.com. And you can leave us a voicemail at 954-350-1915.
1: And let's just say you're new to us and you don't know this. We have a store on Cafe Press. And of course, it's called Wildcat Dojo, where we sell t-shirts and mugs and bags. And go ahead.
3: I was going to say, we just call it Wildcat Swag. (laughs)
1: Don't type in swag, but that's what we personally call it. And if you have a few minutes and you just want to look over the stuff, we would always appreciate it if you went on the site and looked. And we would appreciate it if you went to our sponsor, Honor Athletics. Yes, we would. Honor Athletics at honorathletics.com or at 770-945-5150. And on that note, we should call it. First, let's thank Sensei Jay so much. This was very much fun. This is great,
2: thank Sensei you. Jay. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Sensei J. I really enjoyed it.
0: You are welcome.
1: And now we're going to close it out.
2: Bye, everybody. Can't wait till next time.
3: Goodbye. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm sure you learned a lot. Well, I'm sure whether you learned a lot or or not,
1: we laughed a little. That's what we'll go with. But hey, if you didn't agree with what we said, please let us know. We really love that. And finally,
0: this is the end of Wildcat (laughs) Dojo Conversations.
1: Sensei Michelle signing out till next week.